0: going to have an interesting conversation here. Coming up next month, I believe it's the 20th of July, um, various levels of government across our country are coming together to negotiate something called the Agriculture Policy Framework. And basically what that does is lay out what the federal government or and all the governments are going to do in terms of spending for agriculture in Canada for the next five years. So it's pretty big time. It's pretty important. And there's obviously going to be a number of groups that want to have their voices heard. And we're going to chat with one of them. Uh, The group we're talking to is called Farmers for Climate Solutions. And they want to make sure that their voices are heard and they've got a series of recommendations. So let's get into this and find out exactly what the situation is. We're chatting with John Kolk, who is owner of Kolk Farms in Iron Springs and Farmer for Climate Solutions member as well. John, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us.
1: Good morning, Jane. Kay. Good to be uh, good to be on.
0: Hey, right off the top here, tell me about this group, Farmers for Climate Solutions. Um, who's in it? What's it about? And how long has it been around?
1: Well, it's it's uh, it's, it's been around probably for a few years now. Um, it's it's a group of about twenty thousand farmers uh, that range from uh, organic farmers to conventional farmers across the country, uh, animal agriculture as well as uh, cropping and uh and some of the special uh special crops like orchards and and uh you know so it it touches across agriculture and across the country but it's not one uh it's not one single commodity
0: gotcha okay and uh i mean when we talk about climate change and what we're seeing with severe weather and all the rest i mean you want to talk about front lines that's agriculture right
1: when when you're working when you're working outside you know the weather's going to impact <laughs> you that's right
0: and we're already yeah. seeing some instances i mean we, we, we know what happened last summer with the heat dome and the droughts and all the rest severe storms out east so i mean the examples are already there right
1: it it seems like the the highs are getting higher the lows are lower and the wet is wetter and the dry is drier so you know it uh i haven't i've only lived about 60 some years so I can't tell you what weather's always been like, yeah. but it yeah. seems that the last number of years, certainly on our crops, um, we can see some impacts.
0: So you want to make sure that your voices are heard. You, you've had some impact on this five-year funding plan. Um, and it's just basically, that's that's what this comes down to, right? Is making sure that, you know, you've got some input here. I mean, this is your livelihood that we're talking about.
1: Well, and, and so we... we put together a, a study we had some climate scientists we had some soil people but supervised by farmers sometimes programs come out that are uh, uh, they sound good but they don't necessarily work on the ground so we came up with about 19 proven what we call best management practices that could impact Um, agriculture. And and what they would do is either reduce emissions, nitrous oxide or or methane, or they will sequester carbon um, by use of cover crops or pulses. So here's uh, 19 different uh, proven opportunities, but all of them take a bit of risk. So some of them cost some more money to get involved with. And what we're saying is when we're planning for the next five years and agriculture needs to do its share,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, how can we get, uh, we, we need to get a little bit of, of risk sharing with the public. Um, so farmers will take risks, but, you know, um, it takes a bit of an incentive to, to change some of these practices or to buy the equipment that we need or the technology we need to change practices.
0: So we can't go through all 19 recommendations, obviously, John, but is there any that stand out as sort of like, hey, this this is sort of our bedrock. Like, if you're going to do something, take a look at these two or three.
1: Probably the, one of the biggest ones would be how can we reduce nitrogen use and still maintain our cropping? So um, using some technology on nitrogen, the, the, the trick is that we put the right amount of nitrogen at the right time, in the right place. So where the roots can use it, where it doesn't go into the air, and when the crop needs it. So that's probably one of the quickest, um, most efficient ones. And farmers are already trying to do that because fertilizer prices came up so much in the last year or two. Mm -hmm. Um, We all like to drop our usage. Here's some technology that can help us drop the usage. uh, But Put some incentives in place in the new policy framework that will drive that practice uh, widely across the prairies and across uh, across Canada.
0: Help me understand exactly what the ask is of the government. We've made these nineteen recommendations. Is it is it strictly funding? Is it uh, getting out of the way in some areas? Is it helping out? I mean, how does the government help you take this report that you've got and put it into action?
1: The the big thing is that well, there's two sides. There's one the incentive. So if uh, if I'm taking on a uh, cover crop, for instance, so I seed something in the in the ground that's not a crop that I'm going to produce, but it keeps green roots and live uh, live uh, plants for a longer period of time. It's going to cost me forty or fifty dollars an acre to do that. Now. I think if we do it for three, four or five years, we'll be at the point where we say, hey, this actually makes sense. But right now, to take the risk, I need somebody to put a little bit in front because I'm not sure it's going to work. Um, and well, I think it can work. We just don't know how it's going to work at my farm on on my location. So that's, that's one example. Yeah. That, you know, if they were putting $40 an acre towards that uh, over the next five years and that was picked up across the prairies, um, and we would see a significant reduction in carbon that escapes into the environment, and we would add to the amount of carbon that we put into the ground that that helps uh, reduce the
0: impacts of climate change. How big of an impact can you reasonably think this could make? I mean, if, if everything came to... Pass and all your recommendations were adopted. Um, how big of a difference do you think it makes? Because, like you say, you, you guys are facing it on all fronts right now when it comes to input costs and weather I and mean, all of it, right? So, how big of a change are you hoping to you could possibly affect in the next four or five years?
1: We're we're targeting if uh, if we have the uptake and and the uh, the dollars that are asked for and, and the program gets covered across the country, we see it's reasonable to expect about a fourteen percent reduction. Or uh, or sequestration of the impact of carbon production in agriculture. Now, to put that in context, about fourteen percent of the carbon, between ten and or twelve and fifteen percent of the carbon uh, gases that are produced in Canada are produced by agriculture. So, if we can reduce that component, we're going to be doing our part towards moving towards a more net zero world by twenty fifty and will certainly help uh Canada meet some of their goals by twenty thirty.
0: So John, is this how you're going about getting your voices heard, getting yourselves into the media and, and having a chance to express your thoughts that way? Or is you have you been offered a seat at the table with these negotiations? Will there be a more formal way for you to actually make sure the government hears what you have to say?
1: Well the players at the table of course are the the federal government and the provincial governments of agriculture. All of our, uh, all of our ministers uh, do consult with farm groups. Um, This, uh, and, and so that'll happen here in Alberta and it'll happen across the prairies, but getting the knowledge of the opportunity out is what's important. Sometimes they say, Oh, what can we do about this? Well, here is, Practical, proven, cost-effective ways of reducing agriculture's um, impact, and and so, yeah, we want to be at the table. Yes, we want to have the public saying, "Hey, we like to uh, we like to see the, the agricultural sector improve their practices." Um, whether you're a consumer or, or a buyer in overseas, uh, they all want to know if we're doing a good job. Yeah. And uh, this is allowing the, the Canadian government and the provincial governments an opportunity to say, "Hey, let's do. Some, let's not talk anymore. Let's do things."
0: Well, we'll bring you back and get some follow-up once this plan is announced, and see uh, see how you feel about the way governments responded to the things that you're saying, John. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Okay, Shane. Thank you, and have a good day.
0: You too. That is John Colk, who is the owner of Kolk Farms in Iron Springs and also a member of Farmer for Climate Solutions. And interesting, yeah, I mean, this is a five-year spending plan being mapped out by the different levels of government here. And uh, I'm sure he's not, it's not the only group that wants to make sure government uh, has had a chance to hear what they would like to see. So uh, interesting, we'll follow up down the road.